I'm Lee McCarrigirio, and you're listening to the Falcon's Nest Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Falcon's Nest Podcast, where we bring you updates on upcoming events, hear from some of our amazing students and members of our community, and share tips and tricks for you to use in your day-to-day life. I'm Sam Kapitoff. And I'm Parthu Shaw. This episode, we'll be focusing on some of MMGCI's clubs. We have a variety of clubs here, such as the Art Club, D&D, Esports, GSA, Robotics, and much, much more. Chess Club has quickly become the most popular club at the school, completely taking over the library every (coughs) Wednesday. We would like to welcome Mr. Banting. Thank you. That's it. That's my whole answer. Okay. I'm sure almost everybody knows about Chess Club, but could you pl- could you explain it a little bit in your own words? Okay, yeah, Chess Club. Um, so this has been like a three-year saga now since Chess Club has started. So it started just post-COVID with the whole Queen's Gambit uh, phenomenon that took over um, the world pretty much. There's been a giant resurgence of chess. I am not good at chess in any way, shape, or form. I haven't loved chess for like decades or anything, but I also watched the Queen's Gambit during um, our isolation period. And so we had a few students uh, express interest. uh, And so we just said, let's just meet at lunchtime and see what happens. But we did it in sort of a very theatrical way. Um, We could have just done it, uh, you know, small scale, low key, but that's not really my style. Um, So we we pumped it up for a a month or a bit and we had a giant reveal one day at lunch. I think the first day there was like 96 people of about 650 the school, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Actually, I was like, whoa, okay, we accidentally started something <laughs> here. Um, and since then, it's sort of settled in because we meet at lunch. Um, depends if you're in driver's ed or you have SRC or maybe podcast club, which I hear is all the rage. Um, there's a couple other things, musical or band, like sometimes they have sectionals and things. So people come, you know, twice a month instead of every week. And that's totally great too. Um, now we probably have uh, around 45 to 50 people that just meet, play chess, and really just eat our lunches, have fun. And chess is there, but it's not like we're studying to become grandmasters or anything. Um, and I secretly just don't play anyone, so no one beats me. So everyone still thinks that I'm super good. But I mean, that's not true. And this is maybe, I guess, the cat's out of the bag now. Is that why you play like chess whenever I'm in your classroom, you're practicing? Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> recruitment tool is doing the chess puzzles before and after class. Also, it hones my skills a little bit, so they're not so terrible. Uh, does everyone have a place at chess club? How can students feel welcome and comfortable? Yeah, so one of the things when we started is schools typically have lots of different places to be, right? Like clubs and sports would be the two biggest ones. And usually those clubs and sports are divided kind of into like musical pursuits and athletic pursuits. And if you look around a school, not everyone fits in one of those two categories. And so I think chess club is a nice thing where a lot of people come and they go, well, I can't be in chess club because I'm not good at chess. And I'm like, my guy, like a lot of us aren't good at chess and we don't study chess outside. It's just something we can come and do together, play a game, make some new friends and have some fun kind of at lunchtime. So one of the sort of founding dictums that we kind of wrote out when I was like, what do I want chess club to be? Um, was that chess club is a place where you can just come and everyone is sort of welcome. I and mean, we kind of say from beginner to grandmaster, come in and sit down. We have some really good players that will actually beat the wheels off you at chess. Uh, and we have some players that it's, we're learning how the pieces move in the very beginning. Um, but in school, I think it's important Um, that we really stress this idea that you can find a place to belong, even if that's with chess. And so how weird and kind of nerdy that seems, we have tons of people that just come play because it's just a place that they can be. And chess becomes secondary to the lunch, and I wouldn't really have it any other way. Like, I'm not interested in it being super elite and competitive. 
because I wouldn't even um, be able to go because, again, I'm not that good at chess. <laughs> That is true. Chess is for everyone. Um, we understand that your tournament is coming up later this month. Would you care to explain a bit about the planning and executing process of the tournament? Yeah, so usually we try to do a couple tournaments just because they're like big sort of uh, events that we put our calendar around. We meet every week, but like when the tournament day, it's kind of exciting. Um, we're still planning it, especially with all the teacher uh, turmoil that's happening with the with the bargaining and strike days and things. It's planned for February the 29th. Again, we're going to plan it. We're going to see what happens. It's going to happen during the school day on that short day, hopefully. Uh, and that's so period. They'll start kind of right after break, after period three, and we'll play through till about half an hour after school gets let out. And we'll just play chess for, you know, two or three hours and you'd be excused from periods four or five. And it's a nice way that we can just get together in a semi-competitive, like you lose all your games, it doesn't really matter. You get the next game anyway. Or, you know, when we get down to the end of the day, some people are really counting their points to see, like, you know, how they're going to finish. So it's a nice way to add a little bit of, like, excitement to the regular schedule of the chess club. So hopefully that happens on the leap year day, February 29th. Um, in the upcoming months and years, do you plan to try and do more with the chess club? Give more opportunities for the members? Yeah, so I think... So this is where nothing is, is absolutely certain right now. Um, but we're at a moment where um, a lot, when we started, most of the members were in the ninth and 10th grades. And that was because it was really one class of my 10th graders that were like, we should actually make this happen, right? Of which, again, Parthi was, was in there. We're like, okay, let's practice a little bit. And we're like, let's do this. I think we can do it. That was two years ago. So we had, we had grade 11s and 12s, and there were lots of interested people, but I would say 80% were 9s and 10s. Well, now, two years later, those 80% are now 11s and 12s. And grade 12 and grade 11 are very, very busy, especially at lunchtime. And a lot of people are also on basketball teams and in bands and, and in driver's ed, all these kind of different things. So I think the goal is to kind of revamp it, to keep it a space, because um, it was incredibly popular, um, kind of grew sort of you know, out of control, out of my control, but meet less frequently, but with more kind of like of these events, like tournaments that we could have. So instead of like, okay, every week is chess club and it feels like you're adding something to the table, maybe we, and we're still up in the air, maybe we meet every three weeks, um, but we have all these different things that we can do, like tournaments or rivalry days where you sign up to play you know, one of your particular chess rivals. Like, I kind of know who's, you know, in a rivalry with other people. Um, or we bring in some elementary school students and play with them because we've done that. We've gone over to Silverwood, and I think Lawson Heights has, you know, has expressed some interest in that as well. Um, we've done pizza days in the past where we just bring in lunch and we try to discount it because we can get it in bulk and we just, like, eat lunch together um, and play chess. Like, these sort of, like, it happens, you sign up. You know, every month we have a chess club instead. And you can always welcome to come and grab the boards and play. But have club kind of be more infrequent but larger events than very frequent kind of low-key events and see if that's something that, that students are interested in. So we don't just add to their crazy stressful lives as we go forward, but like make it an experience that makes school better and not like, oh, another thing that I have to do. And we don't want to get like caught in that trap. Okay. Um, lastly, please explain Chess RC. Oh, the Chess RC. Okay. So what happened was this. Um, I don't know what happened. I think it's hard. Just the beginning of the Kunj Patel era. Oh, no. um, so we had Chess Club rolling. Kunj was a happy member of of chess club. Um, and then he ran uh, for a co-president position. Actually, both co-presidents are card-carrying members of chess club. Um, and so what happened was this started to get thrown around that like chess club may or may not run the school, which I mean, I, I think it does. Right. And so depending on how I restructure that, that would be a benevolent act towards the SRC that they could have some type of control over what happens in the school. So we realized one day that there was a nice comparison between SRC, our student representative council and the chess RC, um, which kind of sort of more of like evil villain style has its hands on the puppet strings of what goes on at Marion Graham. And so we sort of coined that phrase uh, and we start like pledge our allegiance to the chess RC and sort of as sort of like um, an undercurrent 
or a secret society, kind of like Illuminati-esque of what really happens at Marion Graham. So while you might come here and you might think, oh, it's the administration that are in, in charge, or it's the SRC that are in charge, or the staff that are in charge, really behind the scenes, it's the chess RC that is sort of pulling all the strings. So that's where that sort of trope has taken off. I think we should come up with like an anthem. You don't know we don't have an anthem, but you just have to be in the inner sanctum of Chess RC uh, to have learned the anthem, oh, right? right? So right, those right. are the important things um, about the Chess RCs. You never really know what we control, but that's part of the allure and the mysterious nature of it. Right. It really just sounds like a cult now. I'm not going to confirm or <laughs> deny any of those accusations, but just the Chess RC is always watching. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Banting, for joining us today. Any yeah, no problem. Words? No, absolutely no problem. If you're interested in coming to Chess Club slash entering the intersanctum of the Chess RC, you feel free to come see me. We'll try to arrange it. If you have some ideas on how we can make it like more accessible, um, always open. It's kind of a club that started by students, and so we'll continue to keep it there. It's kind of like more like selling your blood to chess. We haven't explored that option. Again, I, I said I just said I am open to suggestions. Of course, I could ta- I could take it to some people and see. Like I don't know if there's a big big market for that, but uh, we could definitely look into it. Fundraising. <laughs> yep. We need money somewhere, right? Like, I mean, you have to. Chess sets aren't cheap, folks. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Banting. No problem. Our next guest today is the one and only Marius Greyeyes, sharing some insight on the light and sound, as well as his role as an editor for a Falcon's Nest podcast. Welcome, Marius. Hi, guys. I'm Marius. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself for our listeners? Um, I'm a grade 11 student, and I'm in SRC, the podcast club, and light and sound. Can you Oops. share what light and sound is like? Um, it's a very open club. And it's very interesting because you get to work with a lot of uh, technical things and you get to understand how plays and musicals work on like a behind the stage level, which I always found was very interesting, which is why I joined the club. What about your involvement in SRC? What do you, which events um, stand out to you the most in terms of light and sound? Um, I would say the Summer Scissors that we do every year. That's one of like the big things that light and sound helps, helps out with. Mainly we do music, but... It's a semi-big setup having to carry like 50-pound speakers and putting them up on like a six-foot stand. But I'm strong, so I, I can do it. Awesome. Um, what are some tasks that the club um, does? Um, so mainly when you join the club, you have to kind of decide what role you want to take, either if you want to do mainly more lights or mainly sound. Um, as the chief light and sound, I do both of them. I do light and sound. Yeah, depending on what you join, if you join focusing more towards lighting, then you'll be working with the light board and the spotlights, and you'll be involved with helping plan where a spotlight potentially could be for like pep rallies or uh, future plays and what would look nice. And if you join on the sound part, then you would think of what equipment that we would need for like, say like a pep rally, like if you need mics or if you need like an amp for music and you just figure out all the sound parts of the events. Wow. <laughs> Do you think there are uh, benefits of joining Light and Sound? You, you develop some basic skills on how an event works, like musicals and plays. And you develop like some technical skills of how to maintain and operate uh, audio equipment and lighting equipment, which can be useful for um, some aspects of a career. 
Nice. Now, we understand that you helped out for the MMGCI's drama productions. Could you tell us a little bit more about the process of that? Well, first things first. For any musical or play, we have to get a script that is given to us by Miss Robertson, in the past by Miss Flynn. God bless her soul. Um, and we read the scripts, we go throughout them, and then we get a general idea of what is happening. And based on what we know from the scripts, then we start writing in cues of what could look nice there. And then usually at meetings, by the time meetings, we go into the theater and we test out those lighting cues and sound cues that we wrote in the script to see how they would look on an empty stage. And then we slowly incorporate the actual actors themselves into the production. Okay, Maris is also part of the podcast club, as mentioned. He works behind the scenes as an editor. What's the editing process like, Marius? It's fun, long, and very tedious, but I love it because I love Liam. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your favorite part about the club? Um, I would say getting to interact with all of you wonderful people, getting to interact with all the hosts and how every different member of the group actually talks and interacts with oh, yeah. different members when they're interviewing them, so... Well, that's it for uh, today. Thank you so much, Maris, for joining us on our Falcon's Nest podcast. Thank you so much, guys. During this episode, we're featuring the new club, Activity for All, joined by Gwen Carlson, Tegan, and Tatiana. Welcome, you three. Would you care to introduce yourselves? I am Tegan. And I'm Gwen. And I'm Tatiana. So, um, can you explain what the A4A is all about, Gwen? So the A4A club was started as a club to be something that everyone can participate in and that everyone can really interact with. Something that I found in our school is that we didn't get to talk a lot with uh, the people in our FLS program, and I really wanted to change that since I knew a lot of amazing people through there. So the goal of this club was to kind of connect our whole student body to the FLS club and just get active together and do some really fun things together. Uh, what are the best parts of A4A? You guys can all answer this one. Mine is art. Mine is basketball. I think I also love doing art. We made lots of, we're making, we made Christmas cards and we're going to make Valentine's cards soon as well. I think also, I love making new friends through it. I met so many different people. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yes. Uh, what kind of activities have you done throughout the year so far? And are there any plans for some more? Okay, I can talk about this one. We have done art so far. We've done basketball. We've played lots of different kind of games in the gym. We also did a really cool one called uh, Blind Ball where they had a ball with a bell inside of it. And then we all were blindfolds. And then the goal was to try and catch the ball when you had your blindfold on. So it was a really cool game for visually impaired people that we learned how to play, but we got pretty dizzy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was true. <laughs> um, any of you can answer this. Uh, how does A4A help everyone and anyone to be included in the club or clubs in general at our school? Um, it is actually very fun, and um, you can like um, join um, any clubs in, inside our whole high school. I think that the thing about our club is that every activity that we do, we make sure that everyone can participate in it, right? Like even if it like for basketball, you can obviously you can play wheelchair basketball too, right? And you just have to modify it sometimes. So we make sure that's a focus of our club is to modify so everyone can come on in and play no matter who they are or what they can do. 
Um, as the leader of the club, what is the process of organizing club meetings and activities, Quinn? A lot of the time we work with the FLS schedule because you guys do so many cool things, right? Yeah. You guys go bowling, you do all this fun activity, cornholes. So what we do is we always, I, me and Megan like to go to the club and communicate with the FLS classrooms. And then we find out everyone's schedule and we make it work for everybody so that as many people as possible can attend. Mm -hmm. And we always make sure that we see what everyone wants to do because we can, we have the freedom to kind of do that. We can do art, we can dance, we can do whatever we want. So I always make sure to check with everybody and then we plan a day to do our stuff. That's awesome. And for you two, Tegan and Tatiana, uh, would you recommend this club for everyone listening? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, you three. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We know that SRC gets all the hype for their amazing events and fundraisers that they hold for us, but what do they do behind the scenes for pep rallies and dances? We would like to introduce Dylan Fashtuber, a great 10 rep for SRC. Welcome, Dylan. Hi. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. So, like you said, I am a grade 10 rep, and I've been in the SRC since I was in grade 9. Well, thank you for joining us today, Dylan. Uh, why did you join SRC in the first place? What were, you, what were you hoping to achieve with it? Uh, so I first joined because I wanted to get involved in the school in every single way possible. And the SRC was probably the main club that I wanted to join. That and Palm. Palm didn't really work out, being completely honest. I never auditioned, but I'm still sticking with SRC, and I plan to stick with it until grade 12. As a great 10 rep, what do you do for the club, and do you aspire to do more for the upcoming years? On the SRC, I am a part of the Special Events and Pep Rally Committee, so I find that most of my job just helps in, like, the behind-the-scenes work for those ones. Like, for the dance that we just had, I was on decorations, so I help plan the decorations for the dance. And for the past few pep rallies, I have been a stagehand, so I've been working to make sure that all the games and events go smoothly. What's your favorite event so far? My favorite event? I really enjoy pep rallies. I love being a stagehand for pep rallies. That's school spirit for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, what are the benefits of SRC? And is everyone welcomed and involved? Well, the benefits are the first one that I could think of is uh, <laughs> you get into all events for free. All <laughs> SRC events, they're just free, which is a nice bonus. But, like, another benefit is that you get to interact with people from all grades, and it's a really close group, I guess, would probably be the best way to put it. Like, right. it's really cool just to get to interact with all of these people. And uh, if you want to be SRC, I'd recommend, like, run for, for a committee head or run for a grade rep. Like, just do it, because it is, and yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you look forward to the most in the year, and which event is your favorite and why? I already said I really like organizing pep rallies because, well, I like organizing events. And pep rally is a, I guess, smaller-ish committee. It's smaller, which means I get to do more work, which is really, which I really enjoy. And uh, the event that I look forward to most, oh, I've only been a part of SRC for two years now, so I've been around for a lot of events, but... Uh, 
I always look forward to the special event events because yeah, nice. they're so well planned and it's amazing. That's true. Special event is is definitely on the top of the game, especially with their um, events coming up later this this year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, can you give us any hints or information about the S- about what the SRC is planning in the next few months? Well, I know pretty soon up we have a, think we have a few spirit days planned. And there's a huge charity event that's going to happen soon as well that's also combined with special events, so I'm going to be a part of it as well. Yeah, so it is Coffee House. I didn't know if I could say anything about it. So, yeah, Coffee House is a charity event that all funds that are raised go to Ronald McDonald House. And it's essentially, uh, well, it's a big talent show. Like, students can sign up and perform at and... There's also going to be baked goods and coffee. Of course. <laughs> Hence yeah. the name Coffee House. Um, actually, one of, me and one of my friends are planning to audition this year. Oh, nice. Why are you guys wanting to perform? We want to do a musical theater duet together. That's nice. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a really good addition to ours. Thank you. Versatility for sure. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Dylan, for joining us today. I hope I yeah, hope thank you enjoyed. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> And that's it for today. This is our roundup for this episode. Choir will be singing O Canada at the Blades game Tuesday, February 27th. And shout out to MMGCI's dance teams. Senior Hip Hop, Senior Palm, and Senior Jazz. And that's it for today, folks. Thank you for tuning into MMGCI's Falcon's Nest podcast. See you next time. <laughs>